Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In 2020, PETA released an ad campaign that blamed people eating meat for the coronavirus pandemic. The ads, which read, tofu never caused a pandemic, pretty much immediately went viral as people pointed out that it was tone deaf to a variety of socioeconomic and racial nuances. Some even insinuated that the ad brought so much controversy to the vegan community that it, quote, may as well have been paid for by the meat industry to discredit vegans. This isn't the first time that this point has been brought up. Over the years, the conspiracy theory that PETA is actually a front for the meat industry has only gained more and more momentum the worse that PETA gets. They continue to aggressively push out offensive ad campaigns that seem to make vegans look terrible, which has been brought up quite a few times on message boards, social media comments, and now even Insider Magazine. It's almost a theory of hope because it's better than believing that PETA is just overwhelmingly offensive on their own accord. One Reddit user wrote that PETA was, quote, actually funded by the meat organizations to make veganism look bad. They go on to point out that the organization was created in an evil and narcissistic image of vegans and acts like straight up morons online. Clearly this is all by design to reach a goal and that goal is to benefit the meat industry, right? Again, this would actually be a really optimistic way of looking at things. If we look at everything PETA has done, it would be a wonderful revelation to find out that they are just a front designed by a massive industry to save themselves from obscurity but unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be much proof that this is the case. For one, PETA has eyes on them constantly, essentially. People are always looking at them. It would be incredibly difficult to keep this secret for as long as PETA has been incredibly problematic, which is pretty much since the beginning of its existence. Then there's the fact that the organization seems completely unapologetic about how they run their campaigns. They themselves admit that they lean on controversial messaging to grab the headlines and spread the message of kindness to animals to thousands, if not millions of people. But all too often, that message of kindness to animals comes at the expense of humans, and every time you think it can't get worse, it absolutely does. Over the years, their campaigns have compared animal mistreatment to slavery. They've compared eating and producing meat to the Holocaust. They've claimed that milk will give you autism. And they've told women to go vegan to lose weight so that they can skirt the plan B weight limits. Their ability to offend and horribly minimize the atrocities of human suffering never ceases to amaze the general population, but they simply keep going. Why? Well, let's talk about it. Today, we're going to try to take a look at some of the worst campaigns launched by PETA and discuss why the organization is doing this and why they continue to remain so controversial. So let's get into it on today's episode of The Corporate Casket. condition that occurs when boyfriends go vegan and can suddenly bring it like a tantric porn star. For Jessica,
So really quick, before we get into all of the campaigns that are essentially funded by PETA, I want to talk about something that's pretty important to remember throughout this episode, and that's the dangers of dehumanization. And bear with me, because this will take just a minute. Dehumanization in its simplest definition is the process of stripping away the human qualities of an individual or group. Often it involves comparing people to animals. And it's a technique that we've seen used pretty much every single way possible in large and small scale and all sorts of different human atrocities in history. For example, during the Holocaust, Jewish people were often referred to as rats. In the Rwandan genocide, the Tutsi people were often referred to as cockroaches. And during the time of the Atlantic slave trade, black enslaved people were exclusively thought of as less than human. Dehumanization is used as an excuse and a justification for the worst of human violence. And for PETA, it's used as a way to push their own agenda. It's an absolutely terrifying process that's been going on for centuries and we still see it today. This is why when we see PETA continuously compare animal welfare and the treatment of animals to some of the most atrocious instances of human violence like the Holocaust or slavery, it's a little bit more than jarring. It's dangerous and frankly disgusting. I just want you to keep that concept in mind as we continue to go through their campaigns because it's absolutely vital to understand why a lot of their messaging is insanely problematic and why it enrages so many people. With that being said, let's dive into one of their biggest criticisms with their messaging, and that's the sexism. Knock the bottom out of me. A painful condition that occurs when boyfriends go vegan and can suddenly bring it like a tantric porn star. For Jessica, it's too late. Well, you're back. You, you feeling better? Please. Over the, the years, PETA has relied pretty heavily on using the commonly held belief that sex sells to push its agenda. This is despite the fact that research has actually shown that explicitly sexualized images can actually reduce people's willingness to support the organization sending that message out. And I know it's shocking, but that doesn't seem to stop them. Over a decade ago, PETA released a highly criticized campaign that showed Pamela Anderson's body divided up into different areas of meat as a cow would be before slaughter. I feel like it's not difficult to see why this would be offensive or comparing a woman to a cow, which is never a good look. In a more recent ad released in 2019, PETA decided to showcase a bunch of men walking around with vegetables as genitalia with a tagline that read, quote, traditional masculinity is dead. The secret to male sexual stamina is veggies. And hey, at least it's not comparing women to animals with this one, but it's still absolutely bizarre as hell. PETA insinuates that the ad was meant to be a commentary on the connection of men eating meat to toxic masculinity. In reality, toxic masculinity is more like, you know, men feeling the need to hide their emotions, acting out aggressively at the drop of a hat, or needing to use control to assert power over other people. Eating meat is pretty low on the totem pole of this very real issue, but that's just the way PETA rolls. They take a real and serious problem and twist it to fit their narrative. Not only is it incredibly tone deaf, but it's also inherently harmful to people's abilities to speak out against a dangerous issue in modern society. When people started to come out and discuss the fact that some emergency contraceptive pills may be less effective for people that weigh more than 176 pounds, PETA decided it was time for them to jump into the conversation. Did they call for companies to develop a more inclusive pill that would work for everyone? No. Instead, they decided to take the opportunity to release a campaign that told women to lose weight by going vegan so that they could regain control over their reproductive lives. They called the campaign Plan V and promoted it as a Plan B lifeline for overweight women. And I just don't even know where to start with this one if I'm being honest. Not only does this completely ignore an actual problem that impacts women, but it also presents the most offensive solution ever to that problem. For the record, people don't need to be overweight for Plan B not to work. 
it doesn't depend on body mass index, it depends on weight. So someone who is tall and weighs over 176 pounds could still have plan B fail. This entire ad campaign just plays into the sexist idea that the way to solve a variety of issues women face is just for them to lose weight and completely misses the nuance of the actual problem. Yet PETA displays this obvious attempt to exploit a very serious problem for their cause as a fight for women. When in reality, most of us know that they don't actually care about that. After all, this is the same organization that literally suggested to Ben and Jerry's that they used breast milk instead of cow's milk to make their ice cream. Tracy Ryman, the executive vice president of the group wrote, quote, "'If Ben and Jerry's replaced the cow's milk in its ice cream with breast milk, your customers and cows would reap the benefits.'" And I don't have any idea how they were planning on this idea coming into fruition, but there is something extremely telling to me that PETA would rather have women be exploited rather than cows. It just smells like good old misogyny back at work because men are at the top of the totem pole and women go below animals. And PETA has continually used women in the most sexist way possible to push their agenda, comparing them to animals by showing naked women with spears in them or showing a naked woman hanging next to a pile of meat. But they do so unapologetically, which could be the most concerning part of it all. They don't see a problem with it no matter how many times they're called out. And this is just the beginning of their incredibly insensitive campaigns. And they don't just use sexism to promote their supposed pro-animal message, they use racism too. The racism of PETA and their campaigns, it is a problem that runs so deep. Entire studies have actually been done to analyze the white-centric view of this organization, and it's really not too difficult to see why. Their campaigns have been outrageously insulting, minimize the atrocities faced by black people and other people of color, and have completely undermined current protests against racism. In 2020, the organization released its End Speciesism campaign with an ad that they proudly proclaimed they had been blocked by the NFL from being shown at the Super Bowl. In the ad, animals including a horse, bear, dog, and bald eagle are kneeling during the national anthem, which ends with the tagline that says, respect the right of every living being and a hashtag end speciesism. It's pretty apparent where they got the idea from the ad, by the way. It's from the protests of black athletes started by Colin Kaepernick, in which they took a knee during the national anthem to bring attention to and call for the end of police brutality against black people. Not shockingly, a ton of people took offense to this strategy as they should. The Root released an article that said the ad disrespected Colin Kaepernick's protest against injustice and made a mockery of a 400 years systemic oppression by comparing black lives to grizzly bears and bald eagles. Remember when we talked about dehumanization earlier? Well, here it is again. I don't have much to add to what this author said because they pretty much hit the nail directly on the head with that quote already. But to PETA, they weren't being disrespectful at all. They claimed they were just paying homage and using the same messaging black athletes did to spread their message about speciesism, which they define as a quote, supremacist worldview that allows humans to disrespect other living, feeling beings and to treat their interests as unimportant. Basically, they're comparing people eating meat to sexism, racism, and more. Something that is just so unbelievably offensive, I'm actually at a loss for words. But I just wanna say, if you want to be vegan, or you are currently vegan or vegetarian right now, I think that's great. And if you want to critique the way the meat industry treats animals, that's also awesome, I'm all here for it. But comparing eating meat to systematic human oppression I, is just not the way to do either of those things. Sadly, this is probably one of the least offensive ways that PETA has used oppression of black people to push their agenda. In another instance, they designed an entire campaign with juxtaposed pictures of lynchings and slavery and more brutal pictures with pictures of animals. 
In one of the panels, a picture of a black protester being beaten at a lunch counter was shown in connection with a seal being hit. Another one showed a lynching compared to a cow in a slaughterhouse. The animal liberation campaign, as they called it, debuted in Washington and was not shockingly met with some well-deserved public outrage. Mark Potok, director of the intelligence project with the Southern Poverty Law Center called the campaign, quote, disgusting and continued on to say, black people in America have had quite enough of being compared to animals without PETA joining in. At least this time, after hearing from the NAACP and other groups, PETA actually did pause the campaign, though I can't find any sources that they actually apologized for it. In fact, when discussing the hold on the incredibly insensitive campaign, the spokeswoman, Dawn Carr, said that the responses had been overwhelmingly positive with just some of it quite negative. But PETA does seem to have a knack for comparing animal welfare issues to racism, as they've also developed an entire campaign that objectively compared animals' presence in zoos to slavery. This PSA released in 2015 was meant to showcase that the quote, ethical disconnect that was used to justify the enslavement of other humans still exists today that those who are different are somehow not worthy of moral consideration. But in this case, the others aren't members of different races. They're members of different species. And just, I feel like I really shouldn't have to say this, okay? But here we are. You cannot compare the enslavement of people and the horrors that came with that to animals. Animals are not humans. Animals and humans are two completely different things. Please stop doing Never this. Never seeing their families again. When you buy a ticket to SeaWorld, Ringling Brothers Circus, your local zoo or aquarium, you are an active participant in this modern day slave trade. As many stood up for me, let us all stand In addition, up and fight if we really want to continue talking about slavery and fighting against slavery, let's, let's maybe focus on how different forms of slavery still impact people to this very day. PETA's entire ad campaign acts like slavery is a concept that's entirely dead and gone when it comes to people and that now it only applies to animals and that's categorically false. There are still multiple instances of slavery happening to this day, to the point where an estimated 21 to 45 million people are experiencing enslavement right now. So let's focus on that issue first and not act like this is a problem that's long been solved. And as if all of this isn't problematic enough, PETA has yet another thing they like to lean into to get their name in the limelight. And that of course is anti-Semitism. In 2003, years before they decided to run a campaign comparing animal treatment to literal slavery, they made a different tasteless comparison, likening animal treatment to the fucking Holocaust. In this campaign called Holocaust on Your Plate, PETA again uses juxtaposed images to show the apparent similarity of the worst of human suffering to animal mistreatment. In one photo, a starving man is shown next to an emaciated cow. In another, a pile of bodies is shown next to pig carcasses. PETA, seeing absolutely nothing wrong with this direction of campaigning, even reached out to Jewish groups in the United States to garner their support. The creator of Holocaust on Your Plate said, quote, the very same mindset that made the Holocaust possible that we can do anything we want to those we decide are different or inferior is what allows us to commit atrocities against animals every single day. I find it absolutely ridiculous that I have to keep saying this, but you cannot compare what was done to millions of people out of pure hatred and a massive spread of misinformation and dehumanization to what is happening to animals. I'm sorry, animals, you may not like it, but animals are food for some people. And we're omnivores, I'm sorry. I like that we're working on meat alternatives and other ways to gain protein, but until that becomes a mainstream thing and it's societally accepted, people are going to continue eating meat. 
And using these kinds of ploys and gains of, oh, but the Holocaust is really not the move. But hey, don't just take my word for it. Let's take the word of Abraham Foxman, who was a literal Holocaust survivor and the national director of the Anti-Defamation League. While he agrees that the abuse of animals is something that should be opposed, as I believe most people would agree upon, he says that the campaign to quote, compare the deliberate systematic murder of millions of Jews to the issue of animal rights is abhorrent. He goes on to condemn the group for essentially undermining the absolute horrors of the Holocaust and threatening advocates' ability to speak out and educate people about the Holocaust to ensure that nothing like that ever happens again. But PETA just kept going despite survivors and advocates speaking out against the campaign. That is, of course, until they tried to take the campaign to Germany. Almost immediately, a variety of Jewish organizations spoke out against the campaign, including the Central Council of Jews in Germany. And they sued PETA to ensure that they stopped. Months later, the highest court in Germany ruled against PETA and called their campaign an offense against human dignity that was not supported by Germany's laws for free speech. The court also reaffirmed advocacy groups' belief that the campaign, quote, made the fate of the victims of the Holocaust appear banal and trivial. Despite this result, PETA seemed determined to make it seem like they did nothing wrong and acted confused by the idea that this type of campaign would make human suffering seem trivial in comparison to animals. And let me just say that once again, yes, animal abuse is an issue and it does need to be addressed, but it is not an issue that needs to be addressed by comparing it to human atrocities. They are two completely separate issues that do not need to be put together. It shouldn't be that difficult to understand. And every time they do this, it just hurts those actual causes against animal issues. If you want to show animal suffering as a way to bring people to your cause, go for it. There have been plenty of documentaries made about the horrors of the meat industry that do not lean on the juxtaposition of human rights and animal rights to make a pretty impactful point. Lean into it all you want, but leave all of the human atrocities out of it, please. As the Society for Professional Journalists says, quote, the Holocaust on a plate PR campaign is ethically wrong. A mass murder of a million should not be utilized as a communication tool to gain support for one's organization. And truthfully, it really is that damn simple. But as many times as people have told them that their campaign strategies are unethical, racist, sexist, or anti-Semitic, PETA just keeps pushing out the same thing. By comparison, it's an amazing thing to see because when other companies and organizations get accused of these things, they usually stop and there are many examples to prove that point. We live in an increasingly automated world, but some things still require tedious manual work. Luckily for e-commerce business owners, shipping is no longer a manual task thanks to ShipStation. ShipStation makes it easy to automate shipping tasks for orders from every marketplace in one simple dashboard. This includes effortless integration everywhere you sell online, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. You can manage every order from one incredibly simple dashboard. You can print shipping labels, compare rates and delivery times to optimize every shipment and automate delivery notifications. One of my favorite parts about ShipStation is how you put in the address and where the package or the letter or the whatever needs to go. And then it shows you a list of all the different carriers and the different times and prices, and you can sort it too. So it's very easy. So if you just wanna do the cheapest or you wanna do the fastest or whatever, ShipStation will sort it for you and help you pick quicker to let you move on with your day faster. So spend more time growing your business when you automate shipping tasks with ShipStation. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CASKET today and sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CASKET. 
really, really bad. Like, I feel really bad that anyone was ever offended. I feel really bad that- So let's be honest. No one is new to companies messing up when it comes to their ad campaigns. It happens all the time. And it's one of the reasons why having a diverse company with multiple viewpoints is so important. But for most people, when they mess up, they fix it. They don't just keep pumping out the same insensitive ads over and over again while claiming that they're still in the right. Does everyone remember the infamous Pepsi ad? The, they kind of pulled like a pita, but not as extreme. I mean, maybe it's extreme. It's comparative, I'll put it that way. The ad showed a massive protest with people holding up very generic signs that read things like, join the conversation while they were smiling and hugging each other. Finally, the protesters show up to a line of police officers. And in what could become a very tense, dangerous moment, Kendall Jenner comes to save the day by handing the police officer a Pepsi. And just like that, any sense of confrontation was solved and everyone burst out in rambunctious applause after Kendall Jenner seemingly saved America from racism and stopped police brutality with one magical Bethes. After one day of people pointing out that Pepsi seemed to be trivializing the Black Lives Matter movement with the campaign, the company stopped it. It took one day. Meanwhile, when PETA released its Holocaust campaign, it actually lasted for over a year and they even went through multiple appeals in Germany to actually keep pushing it. Then there are all the companies that have used extensively sexist ads to sell their products for no apparent reason other than the commonly held belief that sex sells, even though again, research has found that this isn't necessarily the truth. Carl's Jr. was particularly famous for doing this as they utilized scantily clad women having a weird attraction to a burger for their ads. Over the years, the continuous criticism they also received forced them to change their ways and focus less on the quote, babes and burgers and more on just the burgers. You also can't really talk about the sexist commercial phenomenon without talking about GoDaddy. Their commercials were pretty damn infamous for using sexual messaging to sell their product without even really mentioning exactly what their product was. GoDaddy girls coming to set. Like it took me months when I first saw these campaigns to find out that GoDaddy was a website building company because they never really mentioned that in their ads. They really just showed like a bunch of sexism and sexy women. But hey, even they have changed their ways after a new CEO came in to mix it up. But then we go back to the PETA world where they're still producing sexist ads despite an endless amount of people calling them out for them and begging them to stop. Then of course there's racism. And this includes an ad where Nivea told people to re-civilize yourself by showing a picture of a quote, well-dressed and clean shaven black man throwing the head of another black man donning a beard and an Afro. Again, this was pretty immediately met with criticism and people calling the ad overtly racist. But once again, and unlike PETA, Nivea actually listened. They quickly stopped the ad and released a statement that said it was quote, inappropriate and offensive. So. More often than not, when companies are called out for releasing overtly offensive campaigns, they pull the campaigns back. But PETA very rarely does. Why don't they pull back? Are they really just a front for the meat industry? Probably not. But the explanation is probably a little bit more simple, and it's just that it gets people talking about them. And they believe all press is good press. PETA's main priority is just to get as many eyes on them as they can, regardless of what brought them there. One Reddit user brought up an excellent point, quote, everyone's heard of PETA regardless of what their diet is. The reality is if most people not involved in animal activism were asked to name a group that they say is involved in animal activism, they would likely name PETA and part of the reason would be for their incredibly controversial and offensive ads. They remain supported by millions of people despite the ad campaigns and a massive amount of other criticisms. So it seems that the only way to make them stop is not to criticize them, but to stop supporting them. 
Instead, you're interested in animal rights and animal activism, you can get involved by taking other steps. You can volunteer at your local shelter. That's a wonderful way to make a difference. I love going to walk some of the cute doggies. They're very sweet. You can also look into other animal activist groups like Faunalytics, the Human League, or the Good Food Institute to support animals, and this is also a great step. There are plenty of other organizations and ways that help make a difference. Sometimes you have to just look a little bit deeper and a little bit farther away from PETA. Usually, I try to end these episodes with the hope that the organization we talked about will maybe improve and get better, or maybe just express my frustration at being like, I don't know what's gonna happen here. But with PETA, they pretty much have proven that this is not something in the cards for them. So instead, let's just support other groups that don't utilize disgusting ad campaigns. Vox actually produced a great list of alternatives to PETA and other organizations that are doing their best to support animal rights and activism. And I'll go ahead and leave that linked in the description box for you in my source list. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of The Corporate Casket. Unfortunately, PETA doesn't care because I really, at the end of the day, believe that they believe all press is good press. I believe they do not care how offensive their campaigns are because the point is to make people talk. And truthfully, I think this hurts activism. I think this hurts people's ability to take animal issues seriously because they make it so easy to clown on them. And it's really unfortunate because there are real issues and many people won't take it seriously because of PETA. So I just think this marketing is wrong and it actually hurts their supposed core mission. But with all of that being said again, this is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in with me for a couple minutes. I really do appreciate it. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye.